This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Planning and saving for a new baby can be a challenge, especially when you don't know exactly what you'll need. With each new day that passes, your wallet is shrinking. Hi, I'm Vicki Wolfram, a midwife who also offers pregnancy concierge and baby planning services. And today, we'll reveal practical ways to help you save money during pregnancy. This is Preggy Pals, Episode 9. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. We would love for you to become part of our show. Simply visit our website at preggypals.com for more information. You can send us comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website. And you can even call the Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775. Preggy Pals is also looking for pregnant women to join our blogging team. Send us an email through our website if you're interested. All right, let's start with our introductions. And Kelly, why don't you kick things off? Hi, I'm Kelly. I am a kindergarten teacher. I'm due June 23rd uh, with our first. It's going to be a surprise with a boy or girl. And um, we are having a natural home birth. I almost feel like I can just say ditto. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so similar. It's crazy. I'm Cherry. I work in market research and I am also due on the 23rd of June. We are expecting our first child. We don't know whether it's a boy or a girl and we are planning to have our baby at home. All right. Welcome to the show, ladies. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Here's a message from one of our listeners. Hi, Preggy Pals. I'm Ashley from San Diego, California. I was laughing so hard when I heard your recent episode on baby showers. My husband and I want to have a co-ed baby shower, and I loved Kelly's idea for a game where the guys have to chug out a baby bottle. I was wondering if you can suggest other games for co-ed baby showers or if you know of any additional resources where I can get some great ideas. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for your message, Ashley. Okay, so I did a little bit of research on this whole co-ed shower game thing. What I have learned, and my husband verified, (laughs) 
is that guys usually like the types of games that are more physical. So I did a little bit of research online, and I found three games that at least has been approved by my husband. I'm sure every guy is different. Um, but here are some ideas to consider. Okay, so the first game is called Diaper Tag Team. And what you need for this is a cloth diaper, some safety pins, a doll, or perhaps a teddy bear, and then, of course, some quick fingers. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to have your guests get into teams of two, and each team is timed with a stopwatch as they basically try to put this diaper onto this doll. And each team member can only use one hand, and then the expectant mother judges who is the winner based on the quality of the diaper job and how fast it was done. Not only is this kind of fun for the guys, but hey, let's face it, we're kind of training them to learn how to put on diapers, so <laughs> there's something in it for us, right? Okay, the next game is called Baby Stroller NASCAR Race, and just the title of this kind of screams guy, doesn't it? So basically, all you're going to do um, before the shower, you're going to have a stroller, you're going to put a doll in the stroller, perhaps the doll from the diaper tag team, put the doll on the stroller, and then you're going to have a race. This does need to take place outside in your yard. Each guest is going to have a turn at racing the stroller through the race course as fast as they can, and you need to time each guest and then write down their time. And you're going to add a second if they hit a cone, add five seconds to their time if the baby falls out of the stroller, hopefully not. Of course, the fastest time wins, and you can crown them king and queen of the NASCAR race. So that's kind of a fun one, too. And the last one could be fun for all. It's called How Prego Can You Go? Before the baby shower, you're going to buy about 200 medium-sized balloons, and then you're going to borrow or buy four to five XXL shirts as well as XXL pants. Um, you need to create enough clothing for about two to three teams. And this is how it works. During the shower, you're going to divide your guests into four or five people on each team, and you're going to have each team choose um, who's going to be pregnant. And then you're going to give each team one large shirt, one large pair of pants, and about 50 balloons. When you say go, the pregnant team member of each team is going to have to put on the shirt and pants as quickly as they can while their teammates start to blow up the balloons. And when the pregnant one is dressed, the teammates will begin stuffing the inflated balloons as fast as they can into the shirt and pants of the pregnant one. And after three minutes, everyone must stop stuffing the balloons, and the winning team is the one that has the most pregnant team member. I like this one because maybe just for a few seconds, the guys kind of get an idea of what it's like to be pregnant and kind of like inflated, so to speak. So um, these are kind of some cool ideas. If you try them out, be sure to let us know how it goes. And thanks so much for the question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's face it, babies are expensive. There are many items you'll need, especially if you're a first-time parent. And while you may have to expand your overall budget, you don't have to break it. Here to help us save money throughout pregnancy is Vicki Wolfram. Her company, Best Baby Ever, offers pregnancy concierge and baby planning services right here in San Diego. Vicki, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to see you again. I'm so happy to be here. So in your opinion, do most parents typically spend more money than they need to spend during pregnancy? I believe most parents do spend more money than they need to, and they oftentimes spend it on things that they don't really need. Yeah. Why do we do that? 
Because we love to buy baby stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun, yeah. Well, I know one of the things you do is you go out there and you look for different products and you sometimes help people purchase these products, right? That is one of the things yeah. that a baby planner does. Um, and just to start off, I'd like to say that I think planning ahead is a really important part, um, especially when it comes to saving a little bit of extra money so that you can spend on the fun things. And um, just a, for example, if you're planning to get pregnant and you're not pregnant yet, um, you know, most people will go into their doctor and get a checkup and make sure that everything is good for them to, to start on their journey to get pregnant. Um, and at that same time, if you start a pregnancy piggy bank or a pregnancy jar, um, every time you pass up a Starbucks or every time <laughs> um, you maybe, uh, you know, don't indulge on something, put that little bit of extra cash in, in the, the pregnancy jar and you'll start having a little savings fund that you can use to buy things during pregnancy. Right. Well, if you start this, even if you don't start this, you know, when you're trying to get pregnant, because some people it's like, oh, we're pregnant, right? Yep, that's um, it. You still have nine months, you know, to kind of, you know, create this budget and, and, and put some money in your little piggy bank. So it can still be done at that time, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I think that's really an important idea is to create a budget um, and to, you know, to kind of approach it like you would a wedding, you have a lot of expenses that you're going to be needing to cover over the next two years, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's good to, to have a budget for that and uh, try to stick to it. Yeah. What are some of the common mistakes parents make? Um, I think that a lot of times, you know, there are some big items that um, that are really essential. And um, for example, your baby stroller. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something that really is it, it requires some some research to figure out what what's your lifestyle like. Where would you be most likely to use the stroller? How how big of an investment can you make in a stroller? And to really do some research because strollers can can cost anywhere from $100 to $1,000. Um, but if you are planning to buy one of the more expensive strollers, that would be a good thing to um, put on your shower registry and see if maybe you have a bunch of friends that want to go in and help you out with. All right, let's jump right into this. So what are some practical ways new parents can save money during pregnancy? Well, first of all, as far as clothing goes, and I'll ask these ladies um, what <laughs> they did. I mean, the great thing is now is that you can show off your belly and you don't have to be stuck with maternity clothes. You know, if you can borrow clothes from friends, if you can do a clothing exchange, a clothing exchange with other um, moms is a great idea because even if they're not all maternity clothes, the idea is to get a group of maybe 10 friends to all bring clothes that they would be passing on to the, the Goodwill or something and then just freely exchange no money passes you know hands Um, and you can you know even sometimes if you have a friend that's a little bit bigger than you are you you can get some of her t-shirts and that will get you through the first part of of pregnancy and you can do that for free have any of you guys tried anything like this i've heard of these swaps but i've never actually been to one yeah i was really lucky when i was probably only about three months along um 
I was up for the holidays around Christmas time, and I had two just friends. Um, you know, they had boxes of their maternity clothes, which they said, it's all really cute, but I just cannot imagine wearing it not being pregnant. You know, there are some <laughs> things that you, you could wear, but to them, it just screams pregnancy. Right. And I came back at that point. I had jeans to wear. I had sweaters. I had dresses, you know, tons of stuff. And then luckily, I have an older sister, too, who gave me a ton of stuff. So really, maternity clothes were something I didn't have to buy besides maybe some bras or some more specific things, but it was something that that's a lot of money and it's really uncomfortable when you're trying to make yourself still fit into your regular clothes because you don't want to buy it yet. So I highly suggest it was something awesome and I knew they wanted to get it off their hands and they said, if you end up buying anything when you're pregnant, like put it back in the box and pass it along, you know, they'll, they'll wear it for their second pregnancy or something. Yeah, I did something similar. I I got some clothes from a friend of mine. Um, She had given all of them to a a mutual friend of ours, and and she was just coming back to work as I was telling everyone I was pregnant. So we did sort of like a handoff, and she gave me the whole big bag of clothes that six months previously or seven months previously she had received. And it was great. And uh, it was a little bit of a unique situation for me because I had um, just lost a lot of weight. And so even though I knew I was about to gain a lot of weight, part of me kind of wanted to have my own clothes. And so I did splurge a little bit and go and buy some stuff but my definition of splurging was still you know the sale rack and the clearance rack and it was just (laughs) buying something for me Um, I just couldn't see I I know a lot of people who spent you know $250 on a pair of maternity jeans and they're like but you're gonna live in them for nine months and to me I'm like yeah but you're only gonna have them for nine months (laughs) so I I did just fine with a pair of jeans that were $30 and you know that sort of thing so well you know another interesting idea that has come you know, come out recently is rent maternity clothes or 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 um, borrow for your bump dot com. That's the other one. Cute name. And um, (laughs) if you if you had to go to a wedding, let's say, and you needed a very fancy dress, um, you could rent it for the week or the month. You can rent designer jeans. um, And, you know, if you grow out of them, you just send them back and rent a a larger pair. Um, I can't say that it's it's more cost effective. It's much better to get clothes from friends as far Mm -hmm. as cost effectiveness. But it is a fun way to maybe have a couple of high-end things. And I think for, especially for women who are pregnant, who have to be in the business world and have to dress up every day, um, both the the rent a a maternity outfit idea and also the um, resale stores, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, more high-end resales, both online and uh, in the community, if people take a look at that. Yeah, that was my challenge, too, was my my sister-in-law, even though she lives on the East Coast, she was great about um, sending back a whole bunch of clothes for me, but she worked from home during her first pregnancy and then was pretty much a stay-at-home mom for her second and her third. Yeah. And so the the clothes that she sent me that she lived in throughout her pregnancy were just not appropriate for me to, to wear to work. And um, and so that was kind of what pushed me to, to buy a couple of clothes. But two other things that I looked into that were great were um, Free Cycle. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Free Cycle, but lots of people um, posting things on there that you... It's basically like an exchange. People who don't want to send their things to the dump um, and they'll post and say, hey, I I have, you know, an old TV. It works just great, but we're getting a new one. Anyone wanted and someone will come pick it up. So I looked there um, as well as eBay and Craigslist. Lots of people selling just a lot of clothes saying, you know, 35 pieces, size medium, mm-hmm. mix and match, take it all kind of thing. So those were also things that I, I never actually did, but I looked into and looked like they were good ways to save money. We've mm-hmm. talked about maternity clothes, but can the same principles be applied to baby clothes as well? Absolutely. Although I think people are 
um, a little bit more likely to want to splurge and buy new things for their baby. But I think just from the perspective that, you know, if you are um, an ecologically minded mom, it, you know, most baby clothes get worn so little and they can certainly be washed and be perfectly fine to share from baby to baby to baby. And uh, I think it's also really fun within families or within friend groups if you have special outfits that your baby wore and then you get to see your sister's baby wearing it or a friend's baby wearing it. It just brings back such, you know, wonderful, uh, feelings when you think oh remember when John wore that little cute outfit (laughs) so I think it's a wonderful uh, a wonderful thing to share clothes amongst friends and especially baby clothes people usually have bags of them and then you don't know what to do with it after you know if you're not going to have any more kids you know and it's just like well well you know what am I going to do with all these clothes and then it's always good if you have them out there in circulation in case you have a little surprise down the (laughs) down the line (laughs) maybe you can ask for those clothes back (laughs) I've had I've had a few clients that had that happen to them and they're like oh I just gave away everything you know yeah and it's important to realize too it's not all or nothing like you know you can buy new baby clothes but also get some hand-me-downs too so maybe that way you're just not spending as much money Right. Yeah. Right. right. And I think one area to really think about is the diaper issue, mm-hmm. both from the ecological perspective and also from the money saving perspective. And uh, I know a lot of people um, are very wary about using cloth diapers, but um, I would imagine these ladies would be open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the most economical is to buy your own diapers and covers and to wash them yourself and you know doing that you you can definitely save at least three hundred dollars a year or if not more than that and so it can be very economical but even if you use half and half or you use you know paper diapers when the baby has to go to grandma's house Mm -hmm. and cloth diapers when you're at home although grandma should be more used to cloth diapers than (laughs) than anyone right (laughs) yeah I have a quick question about the cloth diapers. I'm very interested in it. It's just something mm-hmm. way, way down on the long list of things that I have to figure out how to do in the next four weeks. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it had been recommended to me that if I really was interested in doing it, that I consider a service just because people were saying it's just so much time and so much work and you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. And I kind of saw that part of the reason I was doing it is from the, the green aspect. And part of it was from mm-hmm. a money-saving aspect. So to be paying someone else to be providing the service to me kind of seemed to defeat the point a little bit, but I haven't actually looked into it that much. I was just wondering what your perspective on that was. Well, actually, the diaper service is probably the least economical. I won't say it's not a great idea. And it it may be, especially for a working mom, it may be the most economical because you have to figure out what your time is worth. Because, you know, your 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 time is is very valuable. And it's it's worth a lot more than you know, you would imagine if you put a if you put a number on it. Um, as I said, the the least expensive is to buy your own diapers, and and I think this this came from Julie Scott at the Mint Life blog. She figured out. Um, you know, she did all the calculations. If you bought the different size of the diaper covers and the diaper liners and all those things, um, doing your own, she came up with a cost of about five hundred and eighty-four dollars for the the first year, and doing disposables eight hundred. And uh, uh, there was uh, someone who calculated it out for three years, and for three years it was fourteen hundred versus twenty six hundred. Wow. So the, the the savings really can can be quite significant. Um, diaper service 
you know, it's different in every community. And in our community, um, it's somewhere between 20 and $25 per month. And then you do still need to buy your own diaper covers. Um, so that's a cost that, that factors in there. And you do have to wash your own diaper covers. Um, but even at $25, at $20 a week, which would, you know, probably be available in other communities as well, you would end up spending about um, $1,000 for the first year versus 800 with the disposables and 580 with the wash your own. So um, there definitely is a cost advantage to the wash your own. But again, as I said, if you're very busy, if you have other children, if you have a job, you know, your time might be so much more valuable that it would easily that $200 would be easily be worth it to pay the extra amount to have somebody else do it for you and it's I mean I had diaper service with my last two children and it was absolutely wonderful you know fresh clean diapers (laughs) (laughs) deliver to your front door and and you just throw them all in the bin and they take them away and yeah yeah, it was it was wonderful I have to say so if we are going to buy products that are new what what recommendations do you have are there ways to save money if we know that listen you know we're we're just going to go to a store and get this Um, how can we save money that way well, there's three great ways to save money. The first one is on big purchase is really to big purchases to do your research, figure out what you think you want, and then do a comparison shopping online. Because I found huge differences. And a lot of times we think of the big stores like Target, Babies R Us, Walmart, Bye Bye Baby, etc. as having the best prices. Mm-hmm. But um, I know one of the things I looked at was uh, a, a dually, uh, a Bob, Dually Revolution stroller, mm-hmm. and the the lowest price online was four ninety nine, and um, I think at Target it was like uh, you know six fifty nine, and at Bye Bye Baby it was six seventy nine, and you know other stores it went up from there because the retail price is about eight hundred and twenty five dollars, wow. so from eight hundred and twenty five dollars down to four ninety nine, it's a pretty big difference. You're saving a lot of money, saving more sure. than you would on those diapers. Um, and how you can do some comparison shopping, there's one really great site. It's called Layla, L-E-L-A dot com. And they have baby products and electronics so far. I'm sure they're planning to expand. It's a fairly new site. And you go on there and you, you know, you, you, you put in what stroller you might be interested in looking at and they'll tell you the cheapest price, um, you know, and and that takes you right to the site of the company that has the cheapest price, oh. and uh, so that it just makes it very very easy for you. So if you kind of scroll through all their strollers and you found one that you had been thinking about buying, you just click on it and it pops up and it says you know cheapest price four ninety nine Amazon dot com and you click on Amazon and it takes you right there and you can do one click shopping and yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a way to save money by the way the <laughs> one click shopping. <laughs> well, you know, and one thing I want to bring up too is if you find a good deal online sometimes if you go back to the store and you said i found this online i can either purchase this online or if you want a price match i can purchase it through you sometimes that works right i think i think that is true and it really does depend on the store and how much of a discount you know they're they're offering but um i would always ask for a discount and or ask for a price comparison because a lot of especially big stores will do it right i think the other thing is to you know be a coupon shopper um I never realized how much you could save by, you know, using coupons. And the great thing now is that you don't have to, you know, look through the Sunday paper and pick out like, you know, 20 cents off of a box of craft Dinner or something. <laughs> you can, you know, anything you want pretty much, you can go online and type in the name and with coupon and, you know, 
a lot of times there'll be a coupon either for the product itself or for the store. And many times you can get, you know, quite a significant discount hmm. by and you a know. lot of the stores will accept competitors' coupons from what exactly. We've seen. So that's kind of you definitely can take that coupon in yeah. at twenty percent at this store, and they'll give it to you at another one. So. Or they may not. I mean, don't don't let the expiration date fool you because yes. a lot of times they'll accept you know past the expiration date as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's part of it is uh, you know negotiate or even with services while you're pregnant. A lot of you know. Uh, new moms are looking for lactation consultants, for doulas, for um, you know baby sign language classes, things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times, you can ask for a discount, ask for a military discount, ask for you know a AAA discount. At, you know because people they they do want to provide services, and uh, a lot of time, if that's what it takes, they're willing to give you a little something off. And every little bit helps. <laughs> I was gonna say, and if all else fails, try the pregnancy pity card. You know, <laughs> you just you know, but I'm pregnant. <laughs> Isn't there any discount you can give me? The pregnant discount, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Okay, well, we want to talk more about the different discounts out there and how we can save money. We will be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. All right. Welcome back. We are talking about how we can save money during pregnancy. And Vicki, there's a couple things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, when it comes to the providers, you know, our medical providers that we have, there are some ways to save money um, in that area, too, simply by watching our insurance and making sure that we're choosing providers within our insurance plans, right? That's correct. And I think that's very important before um, before you get pregnant or when you're very first pregnant to go on the website for your insurance plan, find out who are the doctors that are covered as either preferred providers or in-network providers, and, you know, try to visit a couple of those and make your decision um, between those if it's possible, if there is um, a doctor in a hospital that is a preferred provider for your plan, that's the most economical because you're going to get the most benefit from your, your insurance coverage. But I would also suggest that if you don't find a provider or you you uh, decide that you want to have a birth center or home birth, um, don't you know don't automatically assume that it's not covered because it may be covered um, or there may be some coverage. And it's really the most important is to decide what's the best birth for you, the healthiest birth for you, and you know choose it not based on money but on what your vision of your birth is. So we happen to have two women here who are planning home birth. So I have to ask you guys, what what led to that decision? I mean, did you consider the the finances involved with this? I did, but for me, I've kind of felt like this was a 
a once in a lifetime thing. I spend a lot of, well, hopefully more than once in a lifetime, but I could count how many times on one hand I was going to do this. And um, I spent way more money on, on frivolous things for my wedding. And so this was something that I knew before I got pregnant that I wanted to have a home birth. And I, um, what I didn't realize was, because initially when I was first pregnant and I went to go and see an OB before I started seeing my midwife, and they explained to me that the first time I would be there, I'd have a $30 copay. And then from the, every appointment on, um, I wouldn't have any, any copay. And that was kind of a moment where I was like, wow, do I really want to go and spend a few thousand dollars on this home birth and, you know, that $30 copay, that one-time copay? Well, what I didn't think about was, yeah, that's that's for my care. That that doesn't count when I get to the hospital and then I have to get the charges from labor and delivery and from the pediatrician and from the nurse and from every time they come by and, you know, give me a tissue, whatever they're charging me for. <laughs> and um, and so I really evaluated all of it and, and worked out that it was going to be at least the same, if not less, for me to have the home birth. And it was something that I'd been saving for. You talked about starting a savings fund. You know, pretty much the day we got married, we started saving to have a baby, even though we had no clue when that was going to be. <laughs> wow, you're just, so prepared. I'm, I'm so not, impressed. I'm not really that organized <laughs> in my life, but this was just one thing that um, I just thought would be a good thing to, to start saving for. So yeah. yeah, what about you, Kelly? Um, our decision for the home birth uh, kind of came through a huge <laughs> need of a splurge of having to do IVF to get pregnant. There was obviously a huge amount of cost and sort of savings and kind of taking money out of house fund in order for that. But I said, what's a house if you don't have a baby to put it in? So um, we kind of got to the point. And so having a, a home birth was a little bit of a decision that came from such a unnatural process to get pregnant and so medically involved and thank God for science that we were able to get pregnant using that but it was regaining a little bit of what was natural and what was supposed to be and what you know my body was supposed to do and kind of simplifying so when we looked at the cost of obviously IVF anything is, is cheaper <laughs> everything's than cheaper that. yeah exactly but um, it was kind of the same thing that Cherry said it was it was worth it to us and when we looked at a lot of the factors it actually seemed more cost effective and to be able to um, we are having our home birth through an OB though so and and he is um, you know I have a PPO so he's through that and so there's a lot of that that will be covered in by insurance but. You know, I think it's just a give and take when it comes to bringing your baby into the world. Yeah. I, I think anybody's willing to kind of quote unquote splurge, splurge on yeah. that to get exactly the experience that you want. And maybe that means we have a cheaper stroller or a cheaper crib or, mm -hmm. you know, less clothes. But that particular moment was worth it to us um, in the long run. So give and take. And one thing that helped us, and I know not everyone may have access to this, but if you have an employer that gives you the option of having some sort of a health spending account or a flexible spending account, you right. know, we knew we were going to um, tr probably try and have a baby. And uh, the year that I had to make that decision, I put in a large amount of money into that and it came out pre-tax. And so, you know, if you're at a 20 or 25% or 30% tax bracket, that's a 30% discount that right. you're now giving yourself to, to use towards medical expenses. And um, it covered all sorts of things like my hypnobirthing classes and um, anything that was pretty much medically necessary, every ultrasound, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And another thing that I think people don't realize is that there are ancillary services that are now being covered by insurances. So, for example, you can have a lactation consultant come to your home after the birth of the baby or even prenatally and um, do a private uh, prenatal 
breastfeeding class if you have some special you know issues you're having twins or you might have a premature baby things like that and um, most insurances now do cover that and at least cover it in part they might cover it as an out-of-network charge but at least they'll pay something and also there's a lot more insurances now that are starting to cover doulas and postpartum doulas and so people oftentimes they don't even look into this because they just assume this is not covered by their insurance but um, more and more, it is being covered by insurances. Yeah, so check your policy. Right? Yeah. I actually had a girlfriend who told me to look into um, her insurance covering her breast pump. She was able to have the doctor she was going back to work, so the need to pump you know, was considered necessary. And so you know, I'm not sure what the doctor specifically did, wrote a note, and she got her breast pump through her insurance company. So something I've been yeah. needing to do in the next five weeks. My, my, yeah, my insurance company actually does cover it. It does have to be medically necessary. So they said for your convenience does not count as a as a reason. But if there was a medical reason, they would cover it, and mm-hmm. um, it just had to be purchased after the baby was born. Because obviously, how can you say there's a medical medical necessity. reason when right. you when yeah. you bought it um, at 34 yeah. weeks? So. Yeah, <laughs> and there is um, you know special programs through WIC where moms that don't have any funds can rent a breast pump for free. And so there's always like if you do have a medical necessity and you need a breast pump and you don't have insurance or you don't have the financial resources to pay for it, you know that's available. Okay. Vicki, thank you so much for joining us today and for talking about all this. I think there's some really good information there, some good takeaways for our audience. Thank you so much, and I hope that uh, all the pregnant moms out there will save their pennies and do something nice for themselves. I know. We all need to do that. We need to do a better job of that, I think so. Well, ever since you mentioned this, the foregoing the Starbucks, all I've had on my brain is, oh, I want, I want a <laughs> Maybe soy because, latte. <laughs> Maybe that's because I have the Starbucks cup over here. <laughs> all right. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Vicki and her services and her company, you can visit our episodes page on our website and look for today's topic, which is saving money during pregnancy. Before we wrap today's show, here are some great tips to help you prepare for breastfeeding. Hi, Preggy Pals listeners. I'm Robin Kaplan, an international board-certified lactation consultant, owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center, and the host and producer of Preggy Pals' sister show, The Boob Group. I'm here to offer some advice on what you can do during pregnancy to prepare for a positive breastfeeding experience, such as take a prenatal breastfeeding class. As many of us prepare for our first child, we take childbirth classes and spend hours on the internet researching the best car seats and strollers we can find. Yet one thing that often falls by the wayside is taking a breastfeeding class. We figure that breastfeeding is something that should just come naturally, so we will just learn on the job. For some new moms, that works out just fine. The baby is born, he latches beautifully, the mom's milk supply comes in, and everybody's happy. However, for most of us, not taking a breastfeeding class can actually be a real detriment to this breastfeeding process. Unfortunately, many of us new moms are given incorrect information about how a milk supply is established, how often a newborn should breastfeed, and what signs to look for if something is not going quite right. We also hear tons of horror stories about sore nipples and low milk supply. So how can we expect to succeed if we don't know what normal breastfeeding looks like? A fantastic breastfeeding class should cover all of this, like what to expect in those first few weeks of breastfeeding, positioning and latch, which signs indicate that your baby is getting enough, and also common breastfeeding concerns. And since breastfeeding is not something you can practice before your baby arrives, your breastfeeding class should also go over local resources you might need for breastfeeding support after your baby is born. 
I also highly recommend bringing your partner with you to this breastfeeding class. First of all, it is important for your partner to be aware of what you will be working on to establish a positive breastfeeding experience. Secondly, your partner will be able to assist you more easily if he or she actually knows what to look for. And thirdly, your partner will hopefully be your cheerleader during this process of getting breastfeeding off to a great start. So the goal is for him or her to come away with some tangible ways to help you during this process. So my advice is to Google which breastfeeding classes are being offered in your area and plan to attend one during your seventh or eighth month of pregnancy. I promise you it will be worth your time. For more great information about what you can do during pregnancy to prepare for a positive breastfeeding experience, check out my blog at sandiegobreastfeedingcenter.com backslash blog, and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals in the Boob Group for fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and breastfeeding support. That wraps up our show for today. If you have a pregnancy topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear it. You can visit our website, which is preggypals.com, and send us an email through the contact link. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we've discussed, call our Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775, and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. For those of you already past your due date, next week's episode is just for you. We're going to discuss some ways you can help speed up the process and induce your labor naturally. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.